following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And you can find us online right here, right now, as you are watching us. We are Adventures from the Shed, coming back at you with our fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons game, Dragon of Icepire Peak. And we're going to get us kicked back off. Randy's going to play our drums, our air drums to lead us in here. We're going to go around the screen and say hi. I'm going to go with this guy to my right here, which is... Eli. There he is. Hi. Uh, I'm going to be playing Jerem Freebell, a circle of the land druid. Human, but raised by rabbits. <laughs> Next. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Zeb. I'm playing Doc, Doc Wellwater, uh, a human ranger who fears nothing but his own death. I swear when you started that and you, you said da, da, Doc, I thought you were going to say Darth. Darth. It's Darth Wellwater. Uh, oh, and the Sith Lord's up next. <laughs> hey, this is Chris. I'm playing uh, the Dwarven Cleric Grimdahl. Uh, Jerem, are those Watership Down rabbits you were raised by? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, just your regular happy-go-lucky little family of rabbits out in the perfect little spot in the woods. They're, they're um, shameful defendants of the ones who lost to the tortoise once upon a time. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> now that I cannot deny. And uh, speaking of coming in last, unfortunately, on an introduction, however, first in our hearts. Go ahead. Yeah. Hi, name's Randy. I play Dirk Locksworth, a male hill dwarf fighter. Chris did not say his character, just so you know. I did. <laughs> oh, you did? I thought you just led right to rabbits. Sorry. No. <laughs> My bad. Nah, you just see rabbits seem but, like they show up first, but in this case, the rabbit was the last thing. Yeah. And I am Joe. I am the dungeon master for this adventure. Between our last session and this session, I asked our players to go ahead and level their characters up to second level, uh, which pretty much for our purposes means they can stand more than one hit when we get in a fight again, which should uh, make them a little more durable. But uh, we're going to go around again, and I want each person to mention what... Uh, what substantial and significant may have changed for their character going up a level. So, Mr. Eli, go ahead. All right. So, uh, hitting second level as a druid, I gain access to uh, my subclass, one of many different circles. I went with the circle of the land druid. They uh, gain extra spells and they gain uh, a couple extra class features based on the environment that they choose. I chose land. No. Uh, mountain. Mountains are part of lands. Mountains are lands in the game Magic the Gathering, which we are not playing tonight. That's Mountains are tall land. <laughs> yes. Uh, I chose Circle of the Land Mountain. That gave me access to an extra cantrip, and uh, it will give me access to a couple of extra spells once I hit our next level, third. Nice. That's really everything from me. Zebulon, in addition to the one hit point you received, getting to second <laughs> level with Doc, what else did you get? Uh, really, honestly, not a whole lot. Uh, I was able to choose a fighting style. Uh, I chose archery, which gives me a plus two bonus to attack rolls that I make with a ranged weapon. 
And that is it. Well, that in a way, though, that's very good because that's what you're relying on a lot in that last uh, fight with the um, orcs. Yeah, it, it was it, all uh, arrows. Yeah, missed a few, but ended up coming out on top. <laughs> but it's something definitely good. Yep. Chris, what did Grimdahl have for level two? Uh, the big thing for me is the uh, Channel Divinity stuff. So I got the classic Turn Undead. Nice. And then I also have Preserve Life, which at my level, I could uh, spread out 10 HD you know, between the group. That's very healing, cool, too. Healing, so that's pretty nice. good. Um, I'm always curious, too, because I often forget, even though I have played a cleric in 5th edition, the Channel Divinity stuff, like you said, it's Turn Undead, but it does other things, too, right? Like, can't you sense evil and some other... Well, this one is the preserved life, the other one for the second. I, I assume okay. I get more as it goes, but yeah. Okay, cool. And Randy, what did Dirk have for level two? Speaking of those heals that I'm going to get, uh, <laughs> looks like I can survive one more hit by doubling my hit points. Now it's 28. Nice. Um, I got the nice ability to action surge, which lets me take an additional action on my turn. I can do this one time per short rest. So we might be sleeping a lot, guys. Yeah, short rest, though. That's just a few minutes to gather your breath and get ready to get back out there. That's definitely yeah. not a four to eight hour rest there. That's good. That's it's pretty cool. It's yeah. a nap and a snack and maybe a nice little storybook. Ooh, that means I could heal and action surge after short rest each time. So one thing you guys might want to think about after we've played a couple of sessions, now you get a little bit of a feel for your character. You know where you are um, going into level two. We're about to go into town. Remember, there's plenty of general supplies. If you wanted to maybe try a different type of weapon or anything like that, you might be able to find a basic weapon in town. But just something to think about if you um, hadn't already. Think about supplies and what your character might want when we go to town. In the meantime, that means we're getting ready for our recap. And I'm looking around at all these faces, avoiding the camera, thinking he's going to call on me. And uh, I want to see what, what Chris will tell us about our last session. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody <laughs> wasn't going to say that because I'm like, what did we do last what time? What did we do last uh, time? I feel like it just all yeah, mixes together because I feel like we did two missions at once, you know. It, it felt like it. Uh, so for me, for me, the big thing is dealing with the manticore at the, uh, I can't remember the woman's name. At her place. Yeah, um, at, at, at the, uh, stone, at the windmill. Off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what about the big orc battle right before? Yes, yeah. See, so, yeah. So, collaborative recaps are, are certainly <laughs> okay. Some, some, definitely, yeah, some fog action on that one, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, that that was pretty slick. I thought we were going to get wasted. It was close. It was like, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, when you guys Did were you first leaving the, um, the temple settlement area, it was the uh, four orcs. That definitely caused, yeah. they caused the pain while Jerem was causing the confusion with the fog and the, yeah. the, um, the sounds and all that. It fun it's stuff. kind of funny because you think like four orcs, well, that's a joke. But first level, man, everybody's doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Considering they were swinging just as hard as your two-handed fighter swings, oh, yeah. it's that like, oh, gosh. Guy, he, yeah, yeah. he's not fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that situation could have turned ugly or very mm -hmm. quickly. It kind of did off and on. We got lucky. <laughs> some crit saves like twice. Yeah. And then, uh, then you guys get to telling the um, uh, midwife, I think it was whatever her name was, the abracadabra lady at the windmill, yeah. that the dragon's coming. You better go to town where it's a little safer. And when you guys get there, you decide, I guess, rather than fighting again, we'll just pay off a manicure to go away. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, buddy, here's some gems. Will, will you just leave? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I was trying to entice him to fight the dragon with him and Tom come. There you go. That could be something. You, you, you have a mercenary manticore. Yeah. Oh, that does sound pretty useful. It I certainly know. does. That's a hidden tool we can use later. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to remember tool. that. That'll help us later. He, he, he considers our armor. Yeah. yeah. So we've got then, um, you guys heading, the, the end of the last session when you guys heading back to town. And um, I think it was when you arrived at town, somebody found the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. Always. <laughs> So when you get back to town, you guys have now gone through a couple of quests, and um, both of those involved going back to the townmaster, and that his name I have Harmon here. Wester. Harmon Wester, indeed. He is the uh, townmaster slash quest giver, the, all of the um, notes <clears throat> on the adventure board. Uh, or the posts there are written the in the Burger same Meister handwriting Meister and they're written, they're all written by him. Right. He's the Burgermeister Meister Burger. Wow. I haven't heard that in a little while, but uh, <laughs> that's cool. The, um, so when you get back to town, you're able to find him. Um, so he's behind the town master hall. I think I may have described this before too, but when you get down to the town center, there's the town master's hall. Um, it has, uh, this hall itself is uh, sturdy stone walls, pitch wooden roof, and a bell tower towards the back of it. You guys had the, um, saw the job board that was right next to the front door. And behind, let's see, behind it is a house, and I'm... <laughs> I wish this was layout, laid out so much easier because then I wouldn't bitch about how it's not laid out easy. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Um, this, adventure, this, this adventure does this. No, stop that. Stop talking to me. Um, Joe, are you okay? No. No, I am not. I am, I'm going to argue with this block of text on my screen. All right, so I thought it said on here a description of his house right behind Townmaster's Hall. I don't see it, but there's a house right behind it. And you see, you know, like a placard that says Townmaster lives here. <laughs> so make it easy. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a complaint box just nailed to the door. <laughs> and, it, and it's locked shut. You can't put anything <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah. You ask someone, hey, how can, where can I find the Townmaster? Just look for the complaint box. You'll find it. It's yeah. got like a stack of parchment just on the ground in front of it. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so you got you guys arrive at his um, home. Uh, actually, now I see it. Uh, he lives in a house east of Townmaster's Hall. Whatever. Hmm. That's not a very good description. But you go east of Townmaster's Hall. There's a house. Says Townmaster lives here. Uh, Your turn. <laughs> and if you want to talk to yourself for a little bit and complain, I did it. Go for it. Knock on the door. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you knock on the door, you hear kind of faint on the other side. Um, if you're a dragon, know that I'm far too thin and bony to make a good meal. Uh, if we were a dragon, we'd already be in there eating you. <laughs> Spoken like a true rabbit. <laughs> Spoken like a true rabbit. Um. Uh, 
We're we're here about some jobs that have finished. Oh, um, that's great. Um, what what'd you do? Uh, we got a note from the lady at the windmill that said she doesn't want to come back to town. Does the note just say no solicitors? <laughs> she's she's like, I hate you, Harbin. Send this to him. <laughs> I'll pass a note under the door. Okay. So uh, you pass a note under the door. Um, you hear him, you know, slide the note. Uh, after a few seconds, he says, "All right, fine." And he he um, slides. Uh, a bunch of coins underneath the door, equal to the number you were supposed to get paid for it. I think 50 gold. I feel like you just got tokens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should have pulled a lever and it would go ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, what else did we do? Uh, we also <laughs> told more about the dragon up at the excavation. Yeah, so. and I don't, I don't remember that one. Does anyone have the card handy on what that was? The description of that? Like what to do uh, for your reward? We still had to warn them. Okay. Thing. Yeah, but we was there something on it? That, warn them. Was yeah. there wasn't anything about talking to the town master after? No, there is, but okay. I'm trying to find those. Okay, cool. I'm trying to find the media for it in here. If I, can. I, think I found it. Uh, take the warning to them, then return 50. to town master uh, to yeah. the 50G. There it is. Yep. Um, was it was a 25 for the woman? Yeah. Yeah, 25 for the woman. There you go, then. So you'll get 25 gold. He'll pass again under the door. Pretty much one coin at a time, just sliding him under the door. Um, oh, so you helped the dwarves. Okay, they're an excavation place. You told them about the dragon. Good. And yep. he yep. slides 50 coins under um, for that one. All right. Okay. Got any other job source uh, there? Um, well, you guys still have the from. third one. Um, let me see. I'm trying to look to see if he says anything different on this. And I think the answer is uh, um, complete. Oh, hold on. It says after the characters complete two starter quests, the following three are added to the job. Oh, let's just say that didn't happen yet because I didn't read these yet. <laughs> um, so you still have that third quest the uh, third of the starter quests that you guys had uh we'll just do all of them and that <laughs> one i have it right in front of me right now so i'll just go ahead and read it this is the Nomengard quest a clan of reclusive rock gnomes resides in a small network of caves in the mountains to the southeast the gnomes of Nomengard are known for their magical inventions and they might have something which with which to defeat the dragon Get whatever you can from them. If you bring back something useful and don't want to keep it for yourselves, Townmaster Harbin Wester will pay you 50 gold pieces for it. So that's, that is your task, is to, to go see. And if they have something there and you don't want it, he'll give you 50 gold for it. All right. Uh, to Nomengard, then, I guess. Do you guys want to get anything, any gear in town while we're here? We have yeah. 204 gold. As far as I know, I would I would like to <clears throat> buy some more arrows. <laughs> oh yeah, that that'll be useful. Arrows is is definitely uh, easy. If anybody happens to have any standard pricing in front of them, I'm sure I do somewhere, but no idea. I should say 
If you're using D&D &D Beyond, I should say how much ammo is for arrows. I think it's 20, but you it's per, what is it, like a certain amount of silver or something. Maybe it's a gold. It's, arrows it aren't says, It says cost uh, 0.5 GP, bundle size 20. Yeah, so half a gold. All right, I'd probably be cool with two bundles. Ooh, 40 arrows. <laughs> yeah. he's not, a lot of arrows. He's not about to run out again. Nope. <laughs> I can't think of anything that I well, need offhand, but maybe we should go visit the old lady and buy a couple potions from her. Yeah, those are 50 gold. There's a thought. Ooh. That's going to be expensive. That's, I don't know. We get a deal if we buy a couple at a time. <laughs> you never know. Discount is a Costco potion store. <laughs> it's one of those. I think I may have said it in the last one. It's very specific that she is your healing potion source. So there's nobody in town going to sell them. You've got to make your way back to the um, windmill. Although it's nobody, not far. <laughs> nobody in town. Not even her. Correct. <laughs> She don't go to town. She said, uh, no thanks. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. She said, nope. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let me uh, let me actually do one more thing. Somebody roll a d6, please. I want to get a number some, from somebody else. Uh, roll. Make it. One. <laughs> one. Is it a one? <laughs> Is it a one? That's funny. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, one of the things, as you're buying the arrows, one of the things that the guy in the, uh, general shop, which I can't remember the name of right now. Let me look at this one more time. Da, da, da. Barthen's Provisions. Um, so <laughs> Barthen, uh, tells you guys that there's just been so many more, more and more complaints about orcs that have been chased out of the mountains by the dragon that are, uh, uh, terrorizing towns and people around. And you guys actually experienced that a little firsthand when you were at the uh, Dwarven excavation. We took their javelins. But we the um, the guy at the, the provision store actually mentions that more and more people are complaining about the orcs. They seem to be become more of a nuisance. More than just your standard orcish nuisance. We'll have to keep our eyes out then. Cool. So yeah, you want to take a quick take care of this dragon sooner soon enough. <laughs> you uh, take a quick trip over to Abracadabra and get potions. Is that what you guys um, want to do? Before we leave town, I'm going to purchase an herbalism kit. Ooh, herbalism kit sounds good. What does it do? Is this like a uh, lock picking tools kind of thing or thieves tools kind of thing? It just helps when you do th something. Essentially. Yeah. Um. It allows me to add my proficiency bonus to any ability checks used to identify or apply herbs. It's also proficiency is also required to create antitoxin and any potion of healing. Cool. Pretty cool. So you get uh, bonuses to when you roll herbs and put them in Pretty papers. Pretty much. Yep. And, yeah. Cool. Cool. It does also allow me to make a potion of healing if we get the ingredients. If we can convince the old lady to give us her recipe. Nice. Nice. I you, you like that idea. We could double her production. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys, have fun That's, with the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna uh, get him a, a little um, uh, pen there to put some rabbits in, and he'll be happy. Just hang out there at the uh, windmill, making healing mm -hmm. potions for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Bri occasionally bribing a manticore. <laughs> just occasionally. 
please go away. All right. Let's um Hello Dave, here's your protection payment. <laughs> you say Dave? <laughs> oh no, he seemed like a Dave. Uh, well, I need to know because chances are you're going to meet Dave again. <laughs> and he didn't have We'll, we'll ask him next time that he shows up. Yeah. What's your name, friend? He's probably going to be David and hate when people call him Dave. Yeah. David. One of, one David. of those guys. All right. Like, Relax, it Dave. It's cool. <laughs> What's your name, Manicor? Who's your daddy? <laughs> and what does he do? All right, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? All right, let's see. And this is a whole nother one. Stupid thing. Saying Somebody needs to do a cover of What's Up Pussycat, but What's Up Manicor? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what's new, Manicor? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, it's got to work Dave in there somewhere, though. Not <laughs> not in the title, mind you, because that doesn't quite work. But I'm sure there's a... Uh, all right. You get, to, you get to the windmill. She's there. Uh, no recent Manicor sighting. Um, it's only been since, what, earlier today? <laughs> She she tells you the manicure hasn't come back, um, but are you you're just there to get healing potions? Did you need any interaction, or you're just there to buy two healing potions and go away? Um, I will ask her if she knows the manticore's name. <laughs> um, well, I, I I never asked his name. I guess. <laughs> well, I imagine it's something like I don't know, David or something. <laughs> if I had to guess, he looks if like a Dave. Me. Well, if you can safely get safely. that information, I would greatly appreciate it. Get Manticore. And you can see that it's like um, her entire work area is like a modern work area covered in post-its. She's got like tiny bits of parchment everywhere. And um, what she, how she takes notes is she grabs um, uh, a marking instrument and uh, she takes a piece of parchment and she kind of draws a picture and then writes a word. And you can make out from it that she kind of drew what looks like the shape of the manticore. And next to it says Dave question mark. And she puts that piece of paper on the stack with all of her other notes. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And then y'all wanted potions, right? Yeah. I, who, who already has one? I have one. We have I two have amongst the party. Yeah. Okay. Two. Well, Randy should probably have one. I'm sorry, Dirk. <laughs> You want one, Dirk? Uh, that was almost Miles Mice. <laughs> I I take one. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll take off the gold off the pile. Cool. So you're gonna get one more? Yeah, I'm good. Like I, I think. Okay. Well, well the other back. thing, <laughs> <laughs> if Doc gets hit, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> one and done. The the other thing I look for too is look um, back, make sure I'm standing still. <laughs> say we're in combat and somebody goes down and they have a healing potion on them. Unless anybody's going to come right out and say, "I secretly hide my healing potion so no one in my party can find it," then we're just going to say, "Like you can go over to where they're laying on the ground unconscious, take the healing potion out of their belt, and feed it to them." Right. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's standard practice that you just have the healing potion like tied. So, some, are, some are easy. It's like on a camel back. They just put <laughs> yeah, the yeah. tube in your mouth and just exactly, eat it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it has the, uh, the, the beer drinking hat. <laughs> yes. I will say, as long as, as long as you guys keep me alive, I do have spare the dying cantrip this My time. Uh, so. uh, that's why I don't wear a helmet. I have a beer yeah. hat. 
<laughs> I mentioned it because mainly there, there's usually two concerns that come up. Some players will say things like, yeah, but I like to keep them hidden, right? And then, of course, nobody can find it. And then others are like, yeah, but if I keep it on my belt, won't it break if I fall down? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going there. I like there. to keep my gray decks hidden. There you go. You, you don't want the bad guys to find it until you're ready for them to find your great axe. The only place they should ever find my great axe is in their back. Damn right. <laughs> so we yeah, I got... don't want to talk about the 50-foot rope. <laughs> the 50-foot rope. <laughs> I can't hide a healing potion, but man, I, I'm not telling you where the rope went. Watch me do the rope trick. <laughs> <laughs> no spell slots required. <laughs> well, no spell slots. No. They call me the spider. <laughs> All right. El Speedro. <laughs> the um, next adventure. So you guys go get your healing potions, and then you head to the southeast of Fandolin, which is, I guess, probably just east of where you are now at the, the hill where the lady is. Uh, and you find yourself at the base of a mountain. Uh, let me, oh, maybe we can the map work? Sounds like somebody's the... phone's ringing or something. thought I heard something. Could just be imagining it. You were um, hearing voices earlier. I probably was. <laughs> the, my watch could be making noises. So we've got, uh, Zeb's screen shared again. And just so you guys know, I think I might have could kind of fix kind of the lighting, but we're still going to be looking at Zeb's screen, probably keeping the, the characters together. If we do split up, we'll talk about that at the time. Uh, but let me give you what you're seeing here. So, uh, and, and there's a little narrative here, so I'll read it out. Uh, you follow a stream uphill to the base of the mountain where waterfall erosion has carved out a natural concavity or concavity. The roaring waterfall creates a cloud of mist as it plunges into a shallow pool of water, within which rise two small islands covered with two-foot-tall red, green, and purple mushrooms. There are several cave openings overlooking the pool from rocky ledges, ledges 20 to 30 feet above. Uh, the mountain blocks any sunlight from reaching this area. One thing to, to note here is... The waterfall is very loud. The, it is actually an, an important part, dis distinctive feature within this area. So the entire time we're here, unless you're right next to somebody, you need to shout to be heard, unless you're behind a closed door. So I'll pro I might bring that up more than once. <laughs> sending stones. I think sending stones Why? would probably work. I, don't, I mean, there's nothing about the sending stones that says you can't hear when it's loud out or anything, yeah, right? There's, there's no, yeah. It's a magic item. We would assume it's, it's all, just going to let you talk. It's all good. Yeah. All right. So that's where you guys arrive. Um, that's what you see there. Uh, I didn't put your tokens like clumped on each other. You can move. You should be able to move your token however you want on the screen. You can't see. Who can't? I mean, well, you should you be able really. to see all the daylight stuff, right? No, I can't. Like my screen is just me on a dark black screen. Son of a biscuit! That's all I see. Now, granted, I could look on the Zeb screen and kind of get an idea. Darkness is all I see. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah! Absolute horror. Um, Hello, darkness, my old friend. You know what I'm, I'm gonna do? Stuff. I'm gonna. 
I'm going to click the give you night vision. I don't know why. But Make it so, number one. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, don't dwarves have dark vision? <laughs> Did that change your view at all, Chris? No, it's still the same. My character moved, so somebody's got that. I, I did that. I did that just because I wanted to see. <laughs> um, let's say my screen just in case. Let's say, let's just say you emit bright light because you do, right? <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. Did that I change anything? Uh, I'm re just refreshing the screens just to make sure. Even killed a. Uh, no, it still looks bad. I don't. I, I don't. My new block origin screwing stuff up, but no, it's it's all black. I don't. I don't get that at all. Um, the end. Because everybody else, you you can see, right? You, your tokens. Yep. Why? I, you know I what? I'm going to try turning your token vision off and then back on. Mister. Yeah, I can't see anything. Uh, can't even see my character. <laughs> now I'm turn turning it off and then back on again. And then say that's what I'm doing. I'm rebooting your light. <laughs> Nope. Nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't fight with it too much. Um, what if we put the light dude near you? Does that make a difference? Nope. I see nothing. I can see the ping of that. That's all I see. All right. Okay. Well, let's move on to what what we all can see, which would be Zeb's screen here. Um, all right. So you guys are there, and you can see. There are actually. Can you zoom out just a little bit, or scroll down just a little bit? It's like it's almost like a peninsula. There, that's where I wanted to get to, because that's where the waterfall is, right down there on the south side of the map. So you can clearly see the waterfall. Um, and then just to give you an idea of what you're looking at, there are slopes on the far south. The the three entrances on the far south that are up on the wall. Those are like 20 feet up. The two at the bottom are joined by that bridge that you can see there. Um, and then the two closest to you, so the northernmost entrances, the one on the side where your characters currently are and the one on the other side, um, are 30 feet up. The one on the opposite side of the uh, stream, pond, is, it looks like it has a pathway that leads up there. Now, the, the sides aren't completely sheer, so you could probably climb it, but you can tell it's, it, it's, more, it, it's a, more difficult than average. Let's put it this way. If you want to try and climb up, uh, it looks like it would be about a DC 10 dexterity or strength check. You know, uh, athletics, I think, is one of the things they call out here. Yeah. What if I was a rabbit? Rabbit. I don't know. Do rabbits climb up sheer cliffs? Well, you said it's not a sheer cliff. Well, it's no, it's stupid to me. They describe it as almost like a sheer cliff, and then they say it's a DC 10 to climb it. I'm like, that's not sheer. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, if you can, you know, if you got a 50 50 shot of making it, it's not a sheer cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that does remind me, though, I did forget one core druid feature that I get. Uh, <clears throat> when explaining what I got in the level up, I have access to wild shape. Wild I can shape. turn into different animals uh, so long that they don't have a okay. flying speed, a swimming speed, or a uh, challenge rating of higher than one-fourth, which limits me to essentially horses, wolves, or possibly a rabbit. A rabbit. I don't know the exact challenge rating of a rabbit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if it's the one for Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it could be pretty high. <laughs> pretty damn high. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, I don't... 
I wasn't able yeah. to find the uh, statistics for a rabbit, so this it's is like a terrasque rabbit. It's a terrabbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we. I mean, it's easy enough to just say that's you know we can give a rabbit the same stats as a bat, but not flying. The site says the bones of a rabbit are sensitive and delicate, and they should not be encouraged to climb elevations higher than three feet. So we'll see you later, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my leg! (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are here to find the gnomes, talk to them, see if they have any magic items that are good for uh, fighting against a dragon. I mean, that, that's the, the, the quest you were sent off on. The way it looks, like I said, um, it, you would definitely have to roll to climb any of the entrances except the one that is... Did I do that right? Ping everyone there. That entrance over to the top right. The, the northeasternmost one. That's yeah, the I'll, only one I'll that there's the no roll. How deep's the water? Um, you know, it isn't mentioned at all. Let's say it's not too deep because the um. I just figure we can cross where the light guy is, where it's like, oh, just up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You can walk. I mean, dirt a little bit shorter than normal, so I don't want to make sure. It is a very loud waterfall that is just feeding a stream. It, they don't even call it a river or anything. It's just a stream. So okay. I mean, at most, it might be like a foot deep. Oh, at so the stream the part. entering here then i thought it was exiting okay yep that's the water falling down to where you are at the uh south southernmost point on the map so yeah it's crashing down the side of the mountain and that's I'm why i'm just going up the ramp okay it, it yeah. looks easy yeah. enough to walk up Let's it go. is so uh it's like Jeremy, you speak gnomish right no <laughs> we were <laughs> we were neighbors with moles, not shrews. Uh, they're our cousins, so hopefully they speak a uh, dwarf. Yeah. What? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think in in general, in um the Neverwinter area, you can pretty much be assured most uh intelligent species you meet will speak common, if nothing else. It's yeah, nice to speak to, to folks in their native tongue, but yeah, I feel like it gives you a little bit of a eh, a little bit of an end, you know. No argument there because I like to play that, so it works yeah. for me. Um, now I've got to zoom in and see the area numbers you guys are going to, so I can give you the right information. Keep up, light guy. Yeah, come on, Dirk. Um, now, Doc. Uh, Doc's vision should be good, so we probably don't necessarily need the light guy, but we do need everybody else moved in there. All right, so let me right, give down you in front, down in front. I it it. So once no. you once you get there, yeah, I have no light on my guy. Yeah, I, I saw you moving on my GM screen. It's kind of funny. Um, you you just went you moved yourself right into a wall without knowing it. Yeah, just, just to see if the light yeah. works for me. It doesn't. Um, so where you are, so this is called Nomengard, by the way, the, the name of the uh, quest. Throughout this area, so once you go into the, the tunnels where it's been caved, caved carved out, uh, and made into an area, uh, all of the ceilings are about seven 
uh, seven feet high and they are flat. So think about that, tall folks with great axes and stuff, about seven foot high ceiling. <laughs> We're short. We're good. Yeah. We're short. And um, Or hunched over. There are hanging oil lanterns um, all around the hallways that you can see. And I'll tell you, they're going to be all throughout too. <laughs> but you hear, as soon as you go in here, the sound of the waterfall is even more like condensed because it's echoing off of all the walls. Everything is stone in here. So um, it sounds even louder. But yeah, as you can see for from where you are on the uh, the map there on the screen, you have a passage right to the north and then a passage that goes to the east and then splits north and south. Which way you want to go? Should and, we try and to a, announce ourselves? What do you guys think? I mean... Feel like we're breaking into a, you know, someone's house here. Well, there there isn't a door. <laughs> Just so you know, where you entered oh. is, is it seems like these are would be common tunnels. Can I use stone cunning to identify like what the structure is? Obviously not a home, but yeah, sure. Uh, okay, it says history intelligence check. Yeah. So let me go back to my roll. Where are you? Okay, so history. There you are. I was just gonna roll intelligence for yeah. some reason. Okay, not too terrible, but it's still kind of bad. Nine. <laughs> not too terrible, but still kind of bad. It could have been a one. Yeah. Um, you can tell that uh, all the workmanship is done by uh, gnomes. And uh, from what you can tell, at least a couple of the marks on the wall look like um, the walls weren't just carved by tools. You, you can see what looks like uh, probably some magical markings as well. Uh, well, I can't tell you too much about it, but uh, it's not a it's not a home, and there's no place like gnome. Oh, that could have been that could have been the end comment. It's nowhere near as good as dwarven craftsmanship <laughs> of stonework. This is just, what is this? No, shoddy, uh, shoddy work. Poor craftsmanship. So, um, who yeah, give me your marching order and who goes where? Because again, these are kind of dwarves up front. You know. Yep. Yep. And then uh, everyone can see. And then whatever. So I, you know, Dirk. If we get over single file, then it's Dirk. Then me. Yeah. Definitely right. single file. If you, you can kind of tell from the map if you zoom in, but they, it's drawn so that the halls aren't even the full five foot wide uh, square. Yeah. It's and the idea is. Well, we well, tell. the idea is you know gnomes are, are small. So literally a small race. Oh, yeah. So they don't need as much space. And I think that it was drawn this way to make it feel smaller. Seven-foot ceilings. For for humans, this might even feel claustrophobic. It's like you're in this maintenance hallway. <laughs> but this is where people <laughs> live kind of thing. All right. Well, you remember my cousin, Left Foot Lenny? He, he always said, hug the left. So let's... Unless there's a complaint. Left foot. Uh, I say we go up this way. Isn't that how we lost his left foot? <laughs> <laughs> it was his right foot that was missing. Oh, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> so I trust left foot Lenny. What do you say? Oh, All right. I say, Dirk, go ahead and move 15 just feet. Start walking 15 feet. There we go. I give him a little shove every it couple works. feet. Just like and we'll just, make sure we'll, we'll just, we have to have Doc up there with you just so we can see the screen. Um, but... This is another poor one that, unfortunately, uh, there's a description here that doesn't match what you see on the screen. 
So this is a dining room. <laughs> this room contains several dining tables and chairs sized for small folk. Capital S on small, by the way. Small folk. Mm. <laughs> a stout wooden cabinet against the east wall holds tin dishware and utensils. So it's just a dining area. And there's nobody in it at the time. Um, break room, maybe? I feel, I feel uh, like they really could have put tables. tables, uh, tables? Uh, I'm sorry, say that one more time, Chris. Are there tablecloths on the table? Nope. Um, just wooden tables. And okay. uh, I was going to say stone, but they have plenty of wood stuff in here. So, But yeah. it looks like everything is constructed. Um, if it's worth engineering, it's worth over-engineering, apparently. Okay. So, whereas you might have built this table with a couple of two-by-fours and a piece of plywood. Um, you know, they have steel rivets in certain spots holding two uh, pieces of wood together. And it's like... Yeah, they, they, they really made sure that these tables won't even creak when they're 100 years old. All right. Um, All right. So if you pa pass through there. All right. Well, we don't want to intrude on anyone's stuff, so let's, I guess, continue on. Yep, and your direction from there is towards the north. Did you say only move 15 feet at a time? Because uh, No, nah, you just, just move up to where we see something, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you when to stop, let's put it that way. Okay. Um, if you go up to the north, you do see there is a door there, and that door is closed. Yeah, keep going right there. Keep going. Yep. And yeah. Take yep. a listen. So that door is closed. Um, I, take I a put listen. my eye, I mean my ear, to the, to the door. So this is um, this is one that will be very tricky. I want you to go ahead and make a perception check, but rem remember that it's hard to hear anything over the waterfall. Okay, nineteen is my total. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's funny because I actually thought uh, Grimdall was going to be listening, but that's cool that um, we got Dirk up there paying attention, really hitting it out of the like park it. with I this like one. It. So Dirk on the other side of the door you hear sounds that are, that are unmistakably kitchen sounds and people cooking you hear pots and pans banging around and um you do hear uh you you do not speak gnome nobody speaks gnome right i think jerem does right we're gonna find out Eli, would you we'll look check. at that i actually do fantastic <laughs> I, I I forgot. I knew what I was talking about. So it turns okay. out Dirk, who can hear it, can't understand it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you do hear uh, a language that uh, you speak. You are dwarf. You speak dwarf. I'd say that they're cousins in a way. So you recognize it as it's it's got gnomish accents, <laughs> but uh, you don't understand any of it. And it doesn't. You know, it just sounds like there's a. Uh, it sounds like multiple voices on the other side. Doing I only stuff knew, in the kitchen. Don't burn the parsley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what he really said Parcel. was, turn that off. <laughs> Translation issue. <laughs> yeah, so you hear, you just hear that on the other side. Jerem, come here. Listen in. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need Move you to roll forward. just because of how loud everything is. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, um, I would just tell you. That comes up to Oof. Uh, a six. I can't, my poor rabbit ears are so overstimulated. Yes. I just, I can't hear anything. I just pick them up and start walking into the room. Like, can you, can you hear better now? <laughs> put, put me down. Put me down. Put me down. Put me down. <laughs> Do it. So, so we go. 
Okay. Um, and just so you know, as a description to all of the doors here, because this is the first door you've seen, but the doors are made out of wood with <laughs> iron hinges um, and handles. Does it open for me or no? Yep. Okay. Yep. Kind of walked right in without asking. Sorry about that. So as soon as you open the door, uh, you see the five gnomes that you now see on the screen. And the um, they just turn to the door as is habit because when someone opens the door, it goes from a really quiet area to a waterfall sound filled area. So when they when you guys open the door, they turn to look and they, they see you there and there's no, let's call it, there's not alarm, but there is a, oh, hey, who's that? Kind of look <laughs> on their faces. And a little bit of confusion. Rabbit man in one hand. A human. <laughs> the, Rabbit man in one hand. Wave in the other hand. Hi. Put me down. <laughs> ah! So I you can see. Let me extricate myself from him. Let me give you a little bit more of the view when you walk in. There are five of the um, the rock gnomes there. And let's see. They, they specifically call it out. So I'll say three of them are female, two of them are male. Uh, and you see they're doing different things. One's um, stoking the fire over at, the, I guess, what would be the furnace on the east wall, furnace stove on the east wall. Hmm. He's stoking the fire, or she is stoking the fire. Uh, one of the, the male gnomes is using a contraption to squeeze oil out of a big red mushroom. The way they describe this, think of something like those big things where you can put in a potato and just like crush it to make french fries. I'm thinking something like that to squeeze oil out of a mushroom. Um, another one is standing on a low table using a, a mechanical rolling pin contraption uh, that, and they're kneading some dough. Uh, another one is forming that dough into loaves of green bread. Nice. <laughs> they specifically call out his tongue is sticking out as he carefully shapes each loaf. Nice. Um, and then uh, the last one is female is teetering on a stool as they're, as she is stuffing a big purple mushroom into a barrel. So it's like these are the activities they're doing in the kitchen, getting food ready, um, I, I got to chuckle because on my screen, you guys can't see it, but I can see Chris clicking, yeah, moving his character around, but he can't see anything. <laughs> uh, let me, I can see it. So I'll just, I'm going to drop I'm you right off. where everyone else is. <laughs> there. Wow. I was wow he, was, he was off and never left. Uh, um, but they turned to look at you and the one who was stuffing the, um, let's see which one. Uh, actually the one who was, who was, Paying attention to the uh, the making the green loaves of dough, uh, uh, looks up because he's the closest one to the door. Um, he says, uh, "He says, close the door, close the door." And he's shouting. And I will turn around, close the door. <laughs> and as soon as the door shut, it's like it, it's going from, <laughs> and it just like it everything just feels deathly quiet. Like you can hear your ears ring. Um, and he, uh, all right, so then he says, so, uh, why are you here in our kitchen? Uh, they don't seem upset. Gnome or just common? Common. It would be common. Seeing that there are no gnomes there, that would just be common. We're looking to speak with the uh, lord of this establishment. I know this one. I know this one. 
In no, take your time. We don't. Yep. We're not in a hurry. <laughs> uh, you mean the kings? Um, yes. I didn't realize right. there was two. Nurkli and Korbaz. Yes. Two kings. That's interesting. Well, we. I mean, effectively, just one right now. The other oh, one. What, ha what happened? The other one kind of, kind of gone crazy. Um, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? But what are you here for? We're here to speak to the kings. Well, um, I can I can tell you where you can find them. Uh, well, I would appreciate that. Where you can find probably them. the same one first. If we same one. I mean, we'll take what we can get, I guess. Oh, they're both together. They they oh, okay. they're not long apart. They brothers or something. Those two kings. They're um, they are not brothers. <laughs> they are I attached. Yeah. I feel like we're My being pranked right now. No. Gnome, so you never know. <laughs> Nomengard has two married kings who rule in tandem. Okay. You so know like, this now. Through through this door or that door? <laughs> yeah. Well, you first you have to go back out the way you came, and then you're gonna go and you you understood that exactly to what I'm gonna be telling you next. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, sorry for the intrusion. I hope the meal comes out well. And it was it was three lefts and a right and another right. <laughs> yeah, all the way. All it is a funny part because it's on the other side of the friggin' map. <laughs> oh my god! Of yeah. course it is. <laughs> So they, well, they, they'll give you an easy way to get there. Um, and what that'll mean is, for our purposes, I can just get you over to the... Let me see. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I just, we, we can just say you guys go over there. Where so, we they got anything else to eat? They got any spare food? Well, uh, I, I do say you guys didn't burn the parsley, did you? <laughs> uh... No, we're making bread. Can I have some? Beer bread? <laughs> yeah. Uh, mushroom bread. Everything is made out of these crunch berries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make sense to say they turn that off in case they burn the bread. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I always mix up the two. No, they actually offer you a, uh, a this small loaf, small for, I think, everybody here, because none of you are gnomes. And uh, a small loaf of uh, green bread, mushroom bread. All right, I give it. A, I give it a bite. Many Try thanks. If you like mushrooms and you like bread, it's delicious. If you okay. don't like mushrooms or bread, <laughs> it's nothing special. <laughs> I, th I didn't know if it was like these funny mushrooms, you know. <laughs> well, you don't know. So you're yet. clear. It starts tripping out. <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, so attacking. just so I have it for later, Chris, roll a d twenty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I was it? I'm feeling hungry to myself. Seven. Seven. Okay. I'll remember feeling that. Lucky. <laughs> feeling, <laughs> feeling lucky. Feeling lucky. All right. Let me, um, let me grab the... Oh, i got to zoom in to do this. I'm going to grab the characters, and then I'm just going to move you guys right to the Gundam, spot. how was it? Teleportation. Yeah, what? Teleportation. Oh, I, I, it's pretty good. <laughs> it was great. 
You like mushrooms? <laughs> All right, I'll save it for camping later. Um, and then I'm going to I fry this up with some butter. The oh, I, I tried to do the focus ping, but you were moving at the time. But you got oh, it now. And that's okay. So we're on the, the light guy over too. Maybe let me see better on the screen. You never know. It didn't before. Did that make a difference for you, Chris? No, I thought it would make a difference for like everybody else on like the other map I'm looking at. Zeb's map. Well, that's just because you're in the hallway. Everything here yeah. is a hallway. But um, the <laughs> door to the north, um, which if uh, let's move Doc over there, uh, the door where Jerem is. Uh, I am is, at the door. All right. So the instructions that the other gnomes gave you was this: this is where you can find um, the king's uh, bedroom. They've been locked up in there for a while. I guess we're knocking. Maybe Jeremy, you should speak to him. So we're looking for some uh, help to fight the dragon. And you, all are right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, of course I will. But uh, they they said this was their bedroom, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Two dudes, one well off. I, we should be fine. <laughs> I'm gonna listen first. <laughs> is it is it still really loud in this uh, in this? That's one thing I was gonna mention. The path you took um, got you farther from the waterfall, and it's the quietest without being behind a door. So it's still loud, but it's not muffled. Yeah, it's plenty muffled because there's plenty of uh, little bits of elevation. You had to walk up a couple of different flights of stairs, and you've gone down a couple of different corridors, left, right, this way, that way. I mean, you could listen, or you could just knock. I don't want. I don't want to intrude on a private moment <laughs> by listening. Huh? <laughs> what they don't know won't hurt them. <laughs> So what do we got there for a number? Uh, I got a 14 total Sorry. on a, a mm. perception check. Okay. If, if any uh, private conversation is going on, I don't care what they're talking about. I just, if they're talking, I'd like to know. Yeah. Um, you hear nothing on the other side of the door. Nothing that compares to the sound of the waterfall that you hear. All right. Well, I don't hear anything. So job. Bum, 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 knocking on so the door. So I pick up the rabbit and I go inside. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. So you knock, yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, from the other side of the door, you hear, yes? Who is it? Um, adventurers from Fandelvin. F Fandelvin? <laughs> Where? You mean Fandelvin? Fandelvin. <laughs> Yes, we were told that you may have uh, something to help fight off the dragon. Look, we have our own problems here right now. Would you like oh. a hand with your problems? Now, who's that? That's a friend what? of mine, another adventurer from Fandalvin. <laughs> you should speak to him in Gnomish, Jan. I, would help. I, I, am, I, I didn't specify, but I am speaking in Gnomish. Oh, well, then I would not have said anything. <laughs> Close enough. He said parsley again. Just kind of like, like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to be like, all right, well, why don't you talk to me? What, what's going on? Uh, what, what, what's happening in your life? Are you, are you doing okay? Well, there's that, there's that shape changer. 
I think it killed two of us. And it and it made what's the other guy? Which one is which? Card boss and Nurkley. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember which one is talking. Uh, <laughs> okay, Nurkley. Um, <laughs> it made Nurkley insane. Okay, so you've got a shape changer. Made Nurkley insane. Yes. Hmm. You guys have any idea what they're talking about? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds pretty weird. So when when did this all start? You you don't have to open the door. I'm just I'm I'm trying to find things out here. He doesn't start telling me what's going on. I'm opening that door. <laughs> he's just he's just listening to somebody else talk in a foreign language and getting more and more <laughs> frustrated the whole time. I like it. Um, Are we not even here? <laughs> <laughs> we need to find it and kill it. Well. You need to find it and kill it. Did he you say let kill me know. Well, do you have anything that we can use to help find it or I th- kill it? I think it's just still gnome talk at this point. So you guys got to <laughs> yeah. mind your own business Ask for now. Him. Ask him, Jerem. Well, <laughs> gnome your role. <laughs> no what more are we looking of that. for? I, I, I know he can sh- it can change shape, but maybe, maybe it acts a certain way. Has anybody been thing. acting weird? Uh, it disguises itself as things. Not right. people, things? So the thing about left foot lefty. <laughs> left foot lefty. Uh, uh, yeah, things. Okay, that's a start. That's a lead. My yeah. name is Jerem. Jerem Freebell. Jerem, I'm King Corbos. Well, King Corbos, I'll... Uh, me and my friends will start looking, and we'll keep you updated if if we find out anything. Grimdol, you deal first. What? I got two coins in. Okay, I'll be here. Hopefully, right. everybody else is safe. Where was it last seen? Ask him. There were twenty four of us, and now there's only twenty two. Unless it's eaten someone else. <laughs> okay, twenty two. That that'll be the head count. So you're in there, and what about what what? The Bosworth. The other <laughs> king is in here with me. Yes. Boz, Boz, something. Boz or Nark, Nurkly. Yeah. Uh, wh- they don't Nurkly make it easier on me. Yes. Okay. So I have him tied up so he doesn't hurt himself or anybody. Of course. So, two confirmed there. All right. I'll I'll start looking for twenty others. Okay. Good luck. Where was it last seen? I say it in Thank college you. just to see if they answer. <laughs> I'm going to turn around and look to the group. <sighs> okay. Let's let Jerem describe the conversation, and then you can do follow-ups. <laughs> um, so the king is not taking any visitors right now. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there is a shape changer that has infiltrated Nomengard uh-huh. and is killing people. It's killed two people. It turns into things, not people. But it could have uh, been so- one of those tables. It, I I guess uh, I think the first thing we got to do is confirm how many people are still in Nomengard. I nudged Derek. I told you those tables look too good to be true. <laughs> uh, any nice. table right now, just a place to eat, is too good to be true. <sighs> so um, I yeah, I I think we should start talking to to the people around here. See uh, 
See if they've noticed anything strange, anything out of place, and most importantly, mm-hmm. take a head count. Yeah. How right. about, well, where are we going? Do you so where what, it was? <laughs> what uh, we'll no. do? What we'll do is kind of send you back a bit, a little bit um, from the direction from whence ye came. And there's a spot here. Um, I gotta look at the number on my screen here so I can get you the right one. Um, but this area, you kind of went past uh, to get to the um, the king's room, uh, but you didn't take any time to look. Now you are. So what you're seeing, um, there are the two rock gnomes there, and they're just kind of arguing between each other. Uh, and let's see, Jerem, you would hear a couple of keywords out of there. Something about your sanity ray is ridiculous. We should be making you a straitjacket, you idiot. And they're just kind of mumbling back and forth to each other. But what you are in is um, an area where there are two gnomes that are clearly uh, in a workshop. And there's all kinds of doodads and gadgets and little things, you know, that the like the the beaker with the Bunsen burner underneath it and steam coming out of it, and uh, a couple of little arcing electrical bolts going between two different things, and just definitely a gnomish invention station with two gnomes right here. Uh, I mean, I'd. Uh... I, I'm going to butt in and, you know, no, in Gnomish, you know, excuse me, do, do you two speak common? Yeah, yeah yes, yes, hi. Uh, and then further in, in common, yeah. uh, the king asked us to help uh, make sure that everybody here in Nomengard is, is doing okay while, uh, while he's locked up. Have you two seen or heard anything strange going on? Do you know where, where, where all of your friends are? It is 12 in the afternoon. Do you know where all of your friends are? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you know where your co-workers are? No, uh, we're just kind of busy trying to get this darn thing to work. I'm not sure we can bother with whatever you're talking about right now. They seem a little standoffish. Well... I was raised by rabbits. I'm not prepared for confrontation. <laughs> Rabbit. What's the problem with it? Why is it not working? Uh, hold, please. <laughs> well, the thing is, they're arguing about different stuff, and the place is oh. strewn with things. So it's like when when this one says we're we're just trying to get this thing working, they they just kind of wave a hand to the to the a table that has like 50 half finished gadgets on it at least might be half finished might be fully finished you All couldn't right. tell so you two are complaining about two uh, totally different things against each other then you could just go and fix your problem separately too um are you done interrupting us can you go <laughs> alright just Stay away from things you haven't seen before, like an extra broom or something. The, the one who isn't being a dick to you is just ignoring you and going back to work. <laughs> so, yeah, they're not, not quite interested. They're, they seem way more preoccupied 
with oh, their invention the station than um, anything else going on around them. I stopped the fight. <laughs> I win. I Jeremy, do, you, do we know where we're going? N- no. Not we're, really. We're, no. We're just... Unless you know how to flush out a shape changer, we'll just be going... Well, why don't we ask them where it was last suspicious. seen so we get an idea where we should at least start to look. Excuse me, person who actually works here, who is not still talking to me. <laughs> where do most of you hang out? Uh, <laughs> well, everybody sleeps up there and they point up but they point up to the north. No, that's not how it works in the real world. Um, <laughs> they point to the to to the stairway over to the northeast of the room. Is it is it nighttime? What time? Of, what time of day is it? Uh, everywhere in here is lit. Um, it is. I'm going to say it's still daytime because you guys head out here and headed out here in the daytime, and it's not too far away. Uh, however, there's no daylight in here. You are inside a mountain. Uh, they do have the oil lanterns spaced along the walls, which is why, except for Chris's token, everyone can see. <laughs> well, they might work in shifts, so it wouldn't hurt to go check up that, the dorms. So I don't know if you're keeping count there, um, Jerem, but that's two more. That would be four. So we're just yeah. going up here? Let's, let's yeah, yeah. Um, and when you head up there, it is... Uh, so in this area, the floor of the cave is strewn with the remnants of old <laughs> campfires. There's a uh, four side caves there that you see, uh, and they have uh, each of them have five small wooden cots crammed into them. There are eight gnomes there currently who are sleeping when you first arrive. Um, so two in each of the side caves. They call this the gnome domiciles. In other words, this is just where they go to sleep. And um, there are, like I said, the litters of old campfires on the, the ground where they would keep themselves warm. Are all eight people in the domicile asleep? As you arrive, yes. Let's tie all their beards together. <laughs> what? <laughs> what beards? <laughs> oh, you know the ones. Uh, Moving on. Their beards aren't that long, but their leg hairs, wow. (laughs) You get tied together by their shins. Hey, they call those hobbits hair toes for a reason. Hey. All right. I don't think we need to bug these guys. Yeah, and this is, um, it has the white noise generator of the waterfall outside. So it's really easy to sleep in this area. All right. right. Um, I'm going to be keeping track on the back of my shield. Okay. The, with my half burnt torch, just you know, mark and in charge, just one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. We're including the ones in, from the kitchen, we're at a total of 17 gnomes. Uh, 12 and five is 17. You are correct. What am I missing? Oh, the kitchen was five, or that was four. Okay, yep, five That's in the kitchen. Yep, okay, if they're still alive, <laughs> maybe. What um, was out that balcony? Was it there anything? It just led into the main room. Yeah, yeah, it goes there. So the the direction you're going now, go ahead and, and keep going. Grimdall, the only one who can't see, is the one on the right path. I can see enough. Yeah. Whoa. Um, all right. So that Bearing area. A wall again. <laughs> I know. I got, I got distracted by the big, uh, whatever the heck these things are. 
Are these are these turnstiles? And um, yes and no. I don't what I. <laughs> I really want to understand why this exists. Based on what room. I know about this little adventure you're on, that this room exists is weird. Okay, I'll just tell you what it is. This area is lightly obscured by mist from the waterfall, um, but this larger eastern part of the room that you're looking at now has uh, two large, sharp spinning blades. <laughs> yes, Jeez. two rapidly spinning devices that look like turnstiles, which is why it was funny that you said that. Uh, turnstiles fitted with stacks of long, sharp blades spaced one foot apart. The northern one spins counterclockwise, while the southern one spins clockwise. Hmm. And, uh, uh, <laughs> it's their air circulation room. <laughs> yeah, I guess... Why would you need sharp blades for that? That's what I'm like. Uh, or doubles as a, what some kind of power source and uh, protection. <laughs> All right, on the count of three. It's is there a uh, I, yeah? Is there a switch uh, to turn it off or something? There is. Set into the <laughs> south wall of the smaller western part of the room is a brass lever in the uh, down thank position. Thank for gnome engineering. Pulling the lever up causes them to stop spinning. So All what right, I don't I get do with this is it literally says that the the rock gnomes bypass this trap by doing something. It's not a trap. It's just there. <laughs> a trap is something that you have a chance of getting caught by. I mean, you'd have to just walk through here with your eyes closed or be Chris's token in order to get chopped <laughs> up by these. <laughs> All right, so you this stop like the spinning blade track. Else. Um, and yeah, you're going to go across. Go, go ahead and go across that bridge. Oh, oh no, I saw Temple of Doom. This is what is the, <laughs> what's the number they have here for the waterfall? I can see if there's any special description since you're about to walk there. Yeah, so the waterfall and the rope bridge. So the waterfall itself is 60 feet high. So it plunges 60 feet from its top down to that body of water at the bottom. Um, and the mist from it lightly obscures that bridge, but not so much that you couldn't see it. And let's see, the bridge is, it says the bridge is difficult terrain, just so you guys know if that does come up. It just means it was harder to walk across, but that you won't be able to move fast across it. Okay. Um... All right, that's it. <laughs> there, there's more there, but nothing to do with this area, oddly enough. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, 60-foot uh, waterfall, cascading down, splashing into the pool, throwing up the mist of the waterfall, lightly obscuring the bridge that you just walked across. And then you walk into uh, G9, and you see two more rock gnomes. Uh Let's see, from uh, mist from the waterfall dampens this empty cave. Um, ten foot high ledge overlooking to the south. And there are two rock gnomes there uh, standing on the ledge. When you walk in, one of them shouts out, Who goes there? We are hired by your lord, your king Norbaz and Nurtley, to help find some kind of shapeshifter. Have you seen it? 
We are to kill shape changers on site. So don't well, so change shape in front of us. I'm yeah, going where, to play them stupid. It? I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, where, should, where should we look? I'll mark down two more gnomes. We're at 19. <laughs> uh, uh, you need to prove that you're not shape changers first. And they kind of clumsily hold these short little spears like they're ready to poke you if something goes bad. I think I heard that they don't turn into living things. Yes. They can only change into tables and chairs and things. That sounds like nature. something a shape changer would say. <laughs> How would we prove that we're not shape changers? <laughs> you must answer me <laughs> these questions three. <laughs> no green. <laughs> um... It's just too much because they actually put characters who don't want to be attacked must succeed on one of the following checks. You're going to do deception, intimidation, or persuasion. So do you want to lie to them, kick their asses, or just, you know, be persuasive? <laughs> I would have no choice but to lie to them because I am yeah. technically a shape changer. <laughs> it's all, I mean, it's all charisma, though. That's the funny part. That, yeah. that you only That's get three me. charisma options. <laughs> yeah. That's my worst stat. <laughs> so the idea here, though, is everybody does have a DC-10 to convince the gnomes that you're not a shape changer. Okay. Uh, it's all based on charisma, but if you are proficient in any of deception, intimidation, or persuasion... Um, you can probably tell by now the gnomes in general mean you no harm, you know, as people, because, you know, that they don't even have guards set up outside where they're sleeping. So this is kind of a different area and they're more protective of whatever's behind them. And, um, if you don't prove that you are who you say you are, they're going to kill you because you're a shape changer. They make that very clear. All right. I got a plus one for persuasion. I don't know if anybody beats that with any skill. Well, it's each character in this case. Yeah, we're going to pass this one. Well, in that case, everybody gets to roll. Let it go. Oh, they're going to kill me. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. So I got. I'm only seeing uh, little yeah, ones there. Good. Let me change here. All right. So I got who? Um, so Jerem failed. I got a, I got seven. Dirk and Doc are Dirk and Doc are the only ones passing this time. I am not yeah. <laughs> a parsley shape changer. <laughs> I'm not the shape changer you're looking for. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I'm gonna say we're gonna give Grimdahl another chance because you look like Dirk, and if Dirk has convinced them that he's not a shape changer, maybe All you right. got another chance. After Dirk did so well, maybe you're like, yeah, what he said. It would be poetic that the only shape changer in our group <laughs> is the one that's going to fail. Yeah. Hey, Jaron, uh, why don't you turn into like a wolf or a rabbit or something? What? I, 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 I could never. I don't know how to shape change. Uh, I was raised by rabbits, but I am no rabbit. I am a man. Look at me with my... A human sounds a lot. It sounds a lot like you rolled a seven. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're coming towards you slowly 
and like people who don't normally point spears at anyone else. <laughs> I stand in the way. They're but... moving towards Jerem and they're like, the other, the other ones are believable, but, but you, you're going to kill us, aren't you? No, he's no. not a safe changer. He's our friend. He's been with us he's, the whole time. He's our companion. He's our friend. You do not touch him. That doesn't seem fair. Tell us where the shape changer was last seen. How do we know it's not him right there? I don't know who he is. He just changed. He was a carpet and now he's a druid. <laughs> How did you know I was a druid? I forgot what... <laughs> you know what druids are. Yeah, I forgot what race you picked, so I couldn't say <laughs> Hold on a second. Was a human only here? somebody with yeah. pre like supernatural abilities yeah. would know something I didn't <laughs> tell them. Okay. Now because, we have questions for you. Because of my flub, I think I see an intimidation check coming from Jerem now. Fuck. <laughs> I want to back him up by saying the same thing. Oh, oh that didn't Guards, help. That didn't arrest help. this man. He is the shape changer. <laughs> that is him. What? All right, mister, you're not doing yourself any favors. And you're not doing any for me either. Well, <laughs> I guess you're right, but still. <laughs> How do we know you're not the chip changer? Because we I'm a gnome and I'm alive. Okay, prove it. I'm a gnome and I'm alive. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> well, I'm a dwarf and prove I'm alive and I vouch for him. Stop it. Stop what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerem is in full panic mode right now. Yeah. See, Jerem, that's what they call reverse chemotherapy. Can we put it to a vote? Some of these names are just funny. Jerem is a uh, shape changer. Raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. Uh, both of the gnomes raise their hands. <laughs> I... Rock, paper, scissors versus you two <laughs> losers, the shapeshifter. Okay, so it was if if we think that Jerem is a shapeshifter, we raise our hands. Both the gnomes raise their hands. Now what? That's, uh, well, that's three against two, so I think we win that. Three against two. So Jerem doesn't vote on whether he's a shape changer or not? No, he doesn't get the cheese. He, he just doesn't get the accused. He can't vote for himself. <laughs> Says who? Three against two, huh? Well, f fine. What are you here for anyway? To find the shapeshifter. <laughs> That's what scared. we're here for. <laughs> Look, and I'm going to turn my shield around. The king wanted us to do a head count. He said that two people died, so we're looking for the other 20 to make sure everyone's alive. If everyone's alive, then we can keep track of them and if someone goes missing then we can talk to people where they saw them last and that will help us find the shape changer because if we know where they were then we know where the shape changer was this is nancy drew 101 i like this also do you give me permission to stab every carpet i see <laughs> i yeah. break every table <laughs> so dirk's question clearly distracts one of the gnomes <laughs> looks directly at Dirk and says of course <laughs> like, all right that's a start we'll like, go start who stabbing carpets 
<laughs> and they turn back to Jerem and say, okay, what did you say now? <laughs> and I'll explain the whole thing again. Uh, can, we, we, can we attack the drapes if they match the carpet? If, if you like, buddy. <laughs> if you like. <laughs> As I was saying. Um, and I'll explain. We talked to the king. They said that Nurkle is with them, so that's mm-hmm. two. We found some people in the kitchen, five of them. Two men, three women, or three... Yep. Yeah. Five of you. So we know that there's five in the kitchen. There was two in the workshop right outside of the hallway to the king, and there were eight sleeping. So now we have you two guarding here. That's 17 gnomes. We still need to find three people. I thought we were up to 19 already previously. This should be One, 19 two, with three, these two. Five, six, seven, oh, and these two. Yes. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I'm writing it down, because the shape changer confuses everyone. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. He came by and scratched off two of your hash marks on your shield. Shape changers are wicked, wicked. Um, so we need to find three more people. Well, the the... Last one to see him was, and I'm going to try and give this, they, they have an accent over this, so I'm going to try and say the name the way I think they want you to say it. Um, the last one to say that they saw the shape changer was Factore. He's over by the, the, the crossbow. I thought he'd be in the factory. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, the, of all the other names, since I'm going to call this one out by name, uh, I had to pick this the weirdest one. <laughs> yeah. They're all silly. The fun one. Like like you guys don't know it yet because nobody looks at uh, the gnome's name tags because they don't have any. But you've been talking to Pog and Ulla. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so it's like factore. <laughs> sure, sure, right. buddy. Uh, but essentially to the north. If you want to go okay. talk to who uh, the last person that said they saw the shape changer. And find another gnome. So, so north and then west and then north. Whoop, that's east. <laughs> well, northeast oh, now. Back. There you go. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so when you walk into that room. He just shoots us. Jesus. Bolted, <laughs> yeah. bolted to the floor. Of the room is a uh, rotating platform equipped with four heavy crossbows. And you can see all kinds of mechanisms that look like they would be automatically loading uh, bolts into the crossbows. Like this is some kind of... Jerem, why do I hear boss music? (laughs) Don't shoot! (laughs) Yeah, boss music. Are you you factory? There is a chair there. And uh, sitting in that chair when you first arrive in this room is a rock gnome uh, factory, yes. Um, It's got a big, twirly mustache. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, a factory. (laughs) Okay, I've got... Some of the only Italian gnome. And this is the funny part, because now I have to shift gears. Okay. Um, Literally, on the ballistas. Yeah, as soon as you... As soon as you... uh, Shout of like, who you know? Are you factory right? And and you even put your hands up. Uh, she turns towards you, and you can oh. see a crazed <laughs> look in her roll initiative eyes. 
Uh-oh. Oh, damn it. Uh, if she had seen you first, she'd be shooting already. Oh, that's a oh. big ass 20. Let me, All um, right. let me move back to the front where I would be. Let me get the turn order out here. <laughs> <clears throat> and I will. That's not the one I wanted. Now, what am I going to do here? This, uh, uh, add turn. There we go. What? Yay. Orc one. What happened? Where did the orcs come from? <laughs> Re, let, let me let me clear everything and we're gonna do this again okay um i don't think i need you to roll again i think i can just or start bursting through this i the think rolls. i can add a turn. <laughs> we're on her side <laughs> okay she's a twirly mustache <laughs> Dirk, where the heck's your token, uh, damn it? I'm on somebody. Let me move. That's what. All right. She there said. it is. All right. So I've added these turns. Let me just get these numbers in here. Jerem had 22. Doc had 13. Grimdall had 12. And Dirk had five. <laughs> Dirk had the rest. All right, now let me do this. Aquarius. Add a turn, <laughs> and now I have Factory. Look, somebody has to take up the rear while taking it up the rear with these hits. Oh, <laughs> what do I have? I have a four, so I, I would go last oh. anyway. So you guys actually have a chance here. Okay. With a plus 10. So essentially, what we're looking at here is this gnome sitting on the chair that operates the uh, auto-loading crossbow platform. It's a large object, as you can kind of see on the map there, uh, and it has a certain amount of AC and a certain amount of hit points because it can be destroyed, uh, as well as, of course, you could attack the gnome, however you want to handle it. Uh, we have Jerem up first. Um, it's a tricky one. It is a psycho gnome who is going to kill you if you don't do anything about it. Yeah, it's the, uh, is the is the 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 chair like the device? Is it like operated by electricity? Is it like all like mechanical, like combust? All mechanical and no. probably somewhat magical. These are okay. gnome rock rock gnome wizards. In general, I don't think every single one of them is a wizard, but there are rock gnome wizards here, and uh, they're they're inventing things is part of why you were sent. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is gonna be amazing. Uh, frick. I'm. It is. I'm not sure what the best course of action for me to do here is. Sleep. Sleep would right? be great. Yeah. I don't think uh, anyone can sleep. Die. This is, is all it, just is a nightmare. Weird? I have to wake up. <laughs> is it is it like wooden mechanical or is it all metal? Combination. Okay. I would say the majority of any gear is metal. Most of the moving parts and like the seat and stuff would be wood. Hmm. Mm. I kind of want it, so I don't know if we should set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I... I think I know what I'm going to do here. 
Okay. So I would like to uh, step forward 5, 10, and preferably uh, out of the direct line of fire uh, is where I'm wanting to go, just not in front of one of these four crossbows. Oh, they're movable. (laughs) I figured, but... uh, 360 degree rotating platform. Oh God! Uh, next he, up, I'm going to cast uh, create water. Nice. I'm going to create ten gallons of clean water. Okay, uh, that's a lot. Is it oh. really time for a bath, buddy? I mean, <laughs> okay, no, I can't do the ten gallons of water because that requires an open container. Instead, just what happens? New, well, a water birth. <laughs> that's all she needs. <laughs> Instead, what happens is that it falls as rain. In a 30-foot cube, this extinguishes any exposed flames, but uh, the main idea here is to just essentially splash cold water on them. Okay. Her, by the way. <laughs> you, know if, you know if you're going to go, you're going to have uh, Gnome go psycho on you with a four-way automated uh, crossbow contraption. It's got to be a woman. She's she's definitely going <laughs> to. I mean, I don't know. I've gotten... For sure. Got into some weird pickles in my life. Mm, pickles. But yeah, pickles. Uh, I'm, the area is a 30-foot cube. So that okay. needs to be... Oh, Could that. be, we just say the entire area. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, since everything is like kind of damp regularly anyway, uh, it just adds to that whole nice uh, sheen on all of the surfaces looks nice all right cool because they, they're hmm. i don't know how well this is going to affect but it next turn mm-hmm. i might cast uh control water to freeze water oh ooh. we have something else to do too i just realized that's a first level spell yes roll a d20 oh no uh-huh <laughs> uh okay uh d20 let's go Come Let's on, give me, go. Give me, give me the dice. Ah! Are you wild magic? Make the dodecahedron go now. Okay, that is a six total in D and D Beyond because the roll twenty menu is not cooperating with me. It just what's on the die. Yeah, it's a, it's a six. A six. Okay, because <laughs> when you said total, I'm like total what? <laughs> Yeah, my my apologies. Okay. I don't want this tool anymore. The total of my roll, right? Okay. Nothing happens. Or nothing continues to happen. Okay. Okay. That's my ho- turn. I was hopeful for just a, just a moment. All right. <laughs> let's move on to Doc. All right. Uh, I'm going to try my best to shoot an arrow directly in the path of the gears to at least jam up one of the ah, cool. okay. you know, movable pieces. Yep. All right, here we go. So you can attack the item. 17. 17. See, now now with your extra uh, fighting style, the, a 9 turns into a 17. That's a hell of a roll. Nice. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Nice. And uh, uh, Yeah, so go ahead and roll some damage. Well. You rolled 2d8? For damage? Yeah, it's just what. No, in you, the 
when you look in the roll 20 feed, the damage just shows 1d8 plus 4. Oh, I'm just looking at what showed up on the screen. But yeah, <laughs> that's weird because that's the other part, the disconnect in my brain because it's an 8 and a 7 on the screen. <laughs> but then it said 12. I'm like, but, but, but. Yeah, beats me. Uh, <laughs> it is weird. But anyway, twelve. You can definitely see um, that you do you do some damage to the mechanisms, but it's still starting to to move and be ready. I'm gonna move right here in this corner. Cool. That's it, Grimdahl. All right, I will move up and kind of same thing off to the side just for you know a little bit of safety, and I will smash the device with my mace just to try to wreck it some more. So go for it. it. Do me an Let attack me. roll. Let's hope. Yeah. No, man. No. It was looking to be a nineteen and flipped over to the one. Sure. Mm. Or a total of four. Yeah. Does four no. hit a stationary object? Mm. No. No. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Whiffed it. Yep. If your mace could hit itself, it probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I've, I failed to notice was the next sentence on here. So when Doc um, hit it, uh, it actually broke the mechanism, the, the gear that connects to one of the four crossbows. So it's now, it has one inoperable and three operable. Crossbow. Which which one's inoperable? Uh, the one that isn't working. <laughs> I'm guessing the one closest to us. To start uh, out it, the but thing is, the, the whole platform goes 360 degrees. So if there was only one on it, it would still be the same. The idea, I think, is to be able to tell you pieces are breaking while it's still kind of working. Yeah. Um, all right. So Grimdell moved and almost did a beatdown. Dark. Yeah. Okay, I was hoping the dogs would stop barking by now, but they're still going, so I'll leave after this for a moment. That sounds like an alarm. It doesn't sound like a dog. It sounds like a European ambulance. (laughs) So I'm going to move directly in front of her, so she either needs to not move or move to one that's working and shoot me. She's sitting sitting in the control chair, Randy. She's not moving. The uh, things to rotate. Yeah. Okay. Well, think yeah, of it like as a the, there's a the, the, think of it as in the middle of the room here is just a lazy Susan with four crossbows on it, and she's sitting okay. on the chair on the top. So the whole thing just spins in place. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to okay. I guess I'll go in front of this one instead, and uh, assuming it's not the broken one, which I don't see why not. It wouldn't matter because they can just turn and shoot. I will take my. Uh, we'll go battle axe this time, and. Uh, take a swing at the mechanism itself i'm gonna battle ask you a question yep i just got to click the right thing there we are action straight axe and you are attacking the machine as well the machine itself yeah okay crits critical hits oh my well there goes our paycheck (laughs) (laughs) but it's a one oh it re-rolls because of the uh my dwarven trait you're not doing five damage on a crit no not allowed. What is, what is the actual rule for crit? Does anybody know it off the top of their head? Is it like max damage? damage or you can do double damage. damage. 
Yeah, it depends how you want to do it. No, what what is like the original in in five e? I can't remember. Rules as written, you take an extra set of damage dice for your weapon, roll that, and add it to your regular damage. Okay. So, so in theory, you could get a critical, but still end up with a one on both dice. Yeah. So we're gonna do it my way, which is max damage plus your weapon damage. So okay. What is the maximum you can do? Uh, it's a D twelve plus two. So. Okay, so you can do 14, so 14 plus that 5, so 19. Okay. So you bust down uh, another one of the crossbows, and the third one looks like it's just hanging on by a thread. The fourth one is still working. Action surge. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm going to go. Uh, go for it. I still do five more feet of movement. I've only moved five times. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I'll, I'll move up one more and jump screens. Okay, and attack the other one on that side. And jump screen. No, it's still the screen. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and ugh, such a bad roll. Okay, seven. I missed that one. That's oh, fine. my. Um, um, okay. Unless, um, uh, she's going to get I one have, chance then. Unless I have that whole, uh, what's it called again? Um uh, we made fun of it yes uh, last week. Flanking. Yeah, flanking. flanking. <laughs> no, now that you said it that way, no. <laughs> We're gonna let her get one shot off. And Sounds good. because she is insane, it doesn't matter who attacked Lass or anything. I'm just gonna go with um the from our in. screen. One, two, three, four. I see. <laughs> Eli, Zeb, Randy, uh, Chris. So uh, let's have Zeb, you roll a D4 on the screen here and let's see who gets attacked. One. One. <laughs> Eli. Jerem. Jerem has course. a crossbow. Her are on point. <laughs> she's, out, she's out to get one thing and that's shape changers. <laughs> a 10. Does a 10 hit you? A 10 does not. Mm, I rolled a 5 for it. I am and too I think good. I think it's only allowing one attack. Let me just double check to make sure. Bob can fire in any direction. Each one makes... No, so it'll be two attacks. So, so each one gets that attack. So I actually get to shoot at you twice. Isn't that great? Aren't you happy? Mm. Bring it on. Bring it. It's being one-shot me anymore. It's being brought in right now. I spit on myself. Uh... <laughs> 20 will hit, I assume. Yes. Yeah. My armor class is only 15. Because a plus five. So a 15 would have hit even without the plus five. Okay. Yeah. And then for that heavy crossbow, I have a 1d10 piercing damage, which comes out to five. So five damage on uh, Jerem, and then it immediately goes to your turn, Jerem. And everybody is, uh, you know, just been rained on for about five seconds, and it's nice and ni nice and damp in here. Didn't affect crazy lady yet, though. Hmm. Okay, let's go. Um, so, mechanically speaking, she's occupying the same space as the machine. Yes. Damn. All right. Well, I can't freeze the water then. <laughs> Well, you um, can, unless freezing the water kills people. I don't think it would You kill. freeze the water provided that there are no creatures in it. The water uh, unfreezes in one hour. I imagine that the rationale for this is to avoid people 
trying to do cold damage with a cantrip that's not supposed to do damage. Um, you could freeze the water uh, where the mechanism is. And that is what I would like to do. Yeah. Because she's, the way they've pictured this for me in my head is you've got a bunch of stuff and then there's a chair on top of the stuff. <clears throat> so it's like she's sitting above it all, which means you could freeze the stuff below it. Okay. See, in my yeah. head, I was kind of imagining like a recliner that's just got like a loop of crossbows around it. Which would be pretty cool too. <laughs> but I'm thinking, for like me you, at least. You said Lazy Susan and my yes. brain said, yeah, let's put a Lazy Boy <laughs> Lazy in Boy, yeah. <laughs> for, for me, the reason I'm thinking of it more is the sitting on the top is so that you could see all the way around you. And then turn to see, you know, to shoot what you want to shoot at. Whereas if you're like inside it, then you probably can't see all the way around you. And they specifically describe it as it turns 360 degrees and has four crossbows and they can all shoot. So I'm like, well, okay. yeah. But sitting in that chair is Factor A, insane, trying to shoot. And you're going to shape this water into... I, I want to freeze the water that is in and around the mechanisms to okay. stop the device. So what I'm going to do is let's say it has um, a DC of whatever your spell casting is. What did you say it was 13 last time? Correct. Did that it go up for level two? Didn't change? No. Okay. It's, it's uh, Bob, Bob Brain. Brain. Come on. So I'm gonna, I know this. <laughs> I'm going to give the thing itself, since it's a mechanism, just an easy strength check here against that. And roll a two. So it does freeze in place. So anybody else? Um, if you're ready to break it, it's a free hit now. It's not able <laughs> to move, and you know it's not its turn. It, Everybody else gets to go first. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Factory, wait, 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 please, Factory. <laughs> so we just want to talk. We're going to do this. We're going to drop out of initiative because, frankly, once the machine is broken, she's still insane, but she's not going to fight because <laughs> she doesn't want to kill you. She just wanted to shoot you to death. It's crazy, right? Oh, of course. I yeah. understand completely. Um, Let's see. Those are sane people's thoughts. Uh, and she's like, okay, okay, so you broke it, you broke it, you broke it, you broke it, you broke it. Where, where's the shape changer hiding? I don't what you're talking about. Why'd you break my crossbow? We're here to kill the shape changer. It looked like you were going to shoot. Yeah, I don't, whatever. I mean, you, you broke, you, you broke, it's going to take me a day to put this back together. What, 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 what? Where's the shape changer? And she doesn't even wait for two or three syllables out of your mouth before she's like, no, no, you broke it. You broke it. I'll mark All right, I guess we're done here. Hey, one more Shape no. <laughs> changer. You broke it. No. Just no. Right. And we keep heading north. Hey, Kristen Stewart. Nice <laughs> meeting you. <laughs> uh, this is funny. Cause she, being deranged and utterly consumed by her work, she can barely string together a cohesive sentence, <laughs> let alone advise the players where they should go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Module. Create this little situation. I'm following the path of left foot Lenny. Left foot Lenny. All right. We sometimes I'll, call him lefty. Um, you know what? Let's, let's do this because it's going to be the better way to go. Go south instead. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to go east 
um, when we get down to uh, that other intersection. So keep going there. And yeah, Doc's got it. We're going to go into that new area there because, frankly, it's the only important area you guys really haven't been in yet. And I can't believe we searched that whole area and we found nothing. <laughs> and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah, um, that's your left. He lost his right foot. Well, so, guys, there's no one in here, and we still need to track down two gnomes. So. <laughs> this, this is the larger. Oh, by the way, Jerem, you, you, well, Jerem should be up to twenty now, right? Yes. Okay. It's and they did say that two had been killed by the shape changer. Yeah. It, uh, so twenty-two and twenty left. We're good then. How long you say a short rest was? <laughs> like like an hour. Surge back. Thought he said minutes. I mean, it depends on what it is you're looking at. Uh, for me, if you just take the time to sit down, bind your wounds, do stuff like that, anywhere between 10 minutes and an hour can be a short rest, depending on what we're talking about and what we're doing. If you're saying you want your action surge back, then as long as yeah. everybody agrees to sit around for 10 minutes before going in this room, I'm fine with that. You guys might ever take a break to rub my arms for a little bit. I've never done that before. <laughs> Are you getting old, Dirk? Come on, man. Yeah, I learned a new technique here thought of it overnight and so thought i'd try it and it kind of hurt so he needs to refresh his five second energy drink <laughs> you, you know i understand completely dirk i uh sure, i sure. also have something that i've been meaning to try out but just don't really know how he starts rubbing his leg and he actually puts his hand yeah. and grabs a flask and just starts lepus incoming <laughs> and i will turn into a rabbit <laughs> that too <laughs> Take a short rest. All of my equipment will be. I I, I want to say that the equipment doesn't meld with me the first time. Okay. Because this is going to be my first wild shape ever. See this rabbit so hopping just, out of a cloak. <laughs> I just don't know how to make my equipment meld into me. Nice. Yet. You just. So we'll, rabbit man during the short rest. We'll step into this room now. Everybody, go ahead and take that short rest. Um. In this, this is probably the biggest room you've seen here so far. And the room contains 12 big barrels, about 40 gallon sized barrels, set into those wide alcoves. Each barrel looks like it's secured by a wooden brace. The barrels on the south side of the room are uh, tapped and uh, have wooden spigots. Um, let's see. And then there are other... Well, they're all barrels. Let's put it that way. Blah, blah, blah. Um, in that room. So that's where you are now. It's like a big uh, wine room. And anybody with a discerning palate can tell it is mushroom wine. Perhaps they use mushrooms and everything. Hmm. Interesting. Well, does this place look like a scene of the crime? Is there any blood on the floor? <laughs> scene of the crime. I'm just going to start going around knocking on barrels. <laughs> knock, knock, I'll, I'll walk with them and be prepared. Tell, tell, me where, tell me where you're starting, Doc. I'll follow them around to, like, to be his like, shotgun. Like run shot. yeah. shotgun. All right, so you're going to start at southwest, essentially. Yep. All right, I've actually there. walked over and jumped on this barrel so I can start <laughs> So when you when you go... To those barrels will just go like left to right. When you knock on the barrel, that one sounds like it's almost empty. The second one sounds like it's almost empty. And then the 
other two barrels. These are all the ones that are tapped, so they have a spigot on them. Uh, those definitely sound like they're at least half full. There's plenty of uh, liquid in them. Um, as you go to the east wall, these are not tapped. Um, let's see. Hey, Doc, what are they doing over there? <laughs> um, they, as you're going up the wall um, from the south, you can see the first barrel, uh, it feels very full. The second one feels very full. The third one feels very full. And then the fourth one feels like a mimic. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> what does the mimic feel like, Joe? <laughs> it feels Lenny. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, pop. So what happens here is going to be another initiative. But I got to find uh, I got to find El Mimic's uh, character sheet here. Give me a moment. Must have found a good one to gasp. <laughs> Ta -da! Oh yeah, look at that. Uh, let me find. Uh, I'm switch up my dice, maybe. I don't know. Not visible. See if I can show this. So yeah. So the traditional picture of a mimic, of course, is the treasure chest. But in general, mimics are shape changers that can just change into objects of their size or smaller, and then inanimate objects. Um, so it was was true earlier. It was like can't change into a dwarf. Yeah. Um. But the, what happens is the barrel uh, grows, uh, we'll use what the picture shows there, purple, uh, purple proboscises and starts flailing at the person who's closest to it. Let me, um, I got to get to the character sheet for this thing here so I can use my pseudopod attack. But let's, uh, let me get, let me get turn order and let me clear it this time. Uh, remove all. Clear. Get over here. Over. Clear. All right, guys. Let's get let's get an initiative rolled. So Sounds we can good see stuff. Where we go over with this one. But not really. <laughs> uh, let me add. Turn. All right. Let's see. Jerem got a twelve. You want to see how bad their hooch is, don't you? Over. There. Mimic got a 17. <clears throat> I, mine didn't uh, load in, but I did roll a 19. 19? Um, so I, well, oh, let me just do it this way. It's in there. Not, I don't see one <clears throat> for... Oh, uh, yeah. It's turn order. It's in the... Yeah, in the yeah, I, yeah, I can see it. Ooh, Doc's almost in the perfect uh, spot. Turn Doc, ni 19, you said? Yeah. All right. Um, who are we missing? Who are we missing? One, two, three, four. Uh, Grimdahl. Grimdahl's not in there. Either. Well, you can see my lame number four in there. Four? You got a four? All right. Well, let me just add the turn and, and add a four then. And yours is a plus one. Mine's a minus one. <laughs> four. All right. So we start initiative with a doc. Oh, I, I'm going to do my best to get away from it. <laughs> Why? Yeah, just because say, he could kill say, you? I was trying to like, you know, block yeah, like, either, like, yeah. Okay. I got lucky and rolled that initiative. So I'm going to back up and uh, I'm going to immediately shoot it if I'm able. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can uh, move is one of the things you can do and taking an action is another thing you can do on your turn. Oh, that roll. 
19. See, I love that you roll an 11 and end up with 19. It's perfect. Uh, you definitely hit. An 8 for damage. 8 damage. Let me find this. I want to fix this and let everybody see that. Save. Still didn't show up. Stupid. Um, eight damage. Got it. Uh, and I'm gonna. I'm trying to get the um, the health bar to show on the screen for the mimic. So yeah, nope. I don't see it. Okay. Um, anything else for Doc? Such no, a big health bar. Just <laughs> jump back, shoot, and then just hold my ground. <laughs> All right. Um, then the Mimic's up next, and the Mimic is going after, uh, well, the one thing it can reach, and that would be a Grimdahl. Grimdahl, let's go with, uh, it's going to try and bite you. Uh, bite is a 8 to hit. 8 does not hit. Definitely not. Does it only have one? Yeah, it only has one attack until it hits you, then it's all mean and stuff. All right. Uh, Jerem. Okay. Um, well, how long did that short rest last? About 10 minutes. And I, how, how long do you need for a spell? If, if, what, if that's what you're asking a spell, I don't think a spell is a short rest. Isn't it long rest? Uh, I would have to take a long rest to recover any spells, but, okay. um, it's, it's, it's not the spells I'm concerned with here. Okay. Sorry. Uh, what, what was your question then? Let's uh, figure be between 10 and 15 minutes. You want to hit that okay. back? So I would still be a rabbit because I would be exploring <laughs> my latest okay. <laughs> skill set. But so, that shouldn't uh, stop you from being a druid too. Oh, I do still have access to all of my class abilities yeah. and racial abilities. But you're not going to throw a javelin. <laughs> not as a rabbit, no. <laughs> so uh, realizing, oh, that's a fight. Um, 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 um. And I'm going to drop Wild Shape. Okay. And remember earlier when I said uh, all of my equipment fell off of me? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, now a uh, buck nude Jerem is standing <laughs> at the one end of the room. Dirk, you see me rise from my rabbit form. What kind of fight you're going to have completely buck naked? <laughs> he, just, he, he just anamorphed straight away. like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> completely naked. And I'm going to uh, run towards my javelins pick up a bundle <laughs> and i'm i'm gonna just start eating them just uh, gonna sidearm a javelin right at the mimic go for it man all right uh javelin plus two to hit like early man oh nice. my that's a Ooh, crit bro that's a critical hit for 22 very nice so uh, maximum damage plus weapon damage Um, the roll was six. <laughs> okay. So you already do six, six. So plus that's six. 12 so you're going to do 12 piercing. damage. Yes. 12. Yeet. Yeah. Very good. Kill it. Bam. Kill the shape changer. <laughs> yes. As soon as you see the damn thing, y'all are going to beat the living crap out of it. Two guys jump in, just start kicking you. All right, Dirk. <laughs> Dirk, you um, you see the naked Jerem throwing javelins. 
it, we're back in uh, the, the Coliseum dude, or something the, here. <laughs> you, Dirk would be able to recognize that I just beamed yeah, uh, that thing with this javelin. Oh yeah, not <laughs> saying you did. Like, you didn't do bad. You just did it. I don't know, inappropriately clothed. <laughs> okay, so first I was like, Ugh, and then I was like, you did, ah. did it old school Greek Olympics. There it is. Exactly. Yeah. Does, does diagonal still work as five? Are we doing that whole thing? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that, that's just 5e. So oh. I just kick kick off my barrel, seeing where that dead javelin was being thrown at, where that arrow was just fired a, a second before. And I will go 5, 10, my move speed's 25. So 15, 20, 25 right up to it. Does that nice. work for you? Nice. Yep. All right. So uh, I'm going to take uh, a nice... Uh, just spitting, not spitting so much. Uh, just a uh, straight down axe <laughs> swing at him. See what I can. Uh... I'm gonna do a triple Lindy. Triple Lindy. Yeah. <laughs> Two sour cows. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right. Another crit. So I crit Ooh. on him. Good gosh, and, uh, man. Max plus style on him is uh, that max would be 14. <laughs> so plus the 11, as you said last time. 25. fight. We were ready. <laughs> Good God. You come for a fight, I give you a fight. Oh, we're still angry about the work thing earlier. That's why we're just like, we're not messing around. Yeah. So you you have chopped Mr. Uh, gimm- gimmick? <laughs> Mimic uh, within an inch of its life. Let's see if Grimdahl can crush the remaining bit of it out of the Mimic. Uh, I'm casting Told the Dead. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Uh, you point at one creature you can see within range, which is 60 feet, and the sound of a Dolores bell fills the air around it for a moment. So you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 12 damage since he's already lost. Oh, and I got max damage on it, so you need a 13 DC save, wisdom save. 15. Well, I guess he's not taking any damage from me. Though. Not even half? Damn. There's no half? Say, there's nothing about half, and I rolled max. <laughs> uh. You hate to see it. Damn it. Uh, Anything else you're doing, Grimdall? Sorry? uh, I don't have a a bonus action that could do anything. It's more of a defensive kind of stuff for bonus. Well, maybe Doc can can end this one. And Doc Doc can knock an arrow. Definitely is going to hit with a 19. Yeah. And he wires with an 8. 8 piercing damage not quite enough so so close um (laughs) anything else nope all right then mimic gets one more shot at the one who just charged in (laughs) and tried to beat the crap out of him pseudopod flies out at um, if you miss me you're a stat sack everything else has hit me <laughs> oh, 19. I rolled. That hits. Yes. Again, I'll complain just like always that it rolls two dice. Both of, of them. Both of them were 19s. So I, I nice. rolled two of the same. All right. So, Dirk, you take. Um, super attack, super. Nine damage. And. And. Um, it's. Sticks to you, uh, 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 uh. and it also makes it so you have the condition of being grappled, which means you have uh, on your turn you will have to try and escape from it. It's on my elbow. Get it off me. It's stuck, <laughs> Jerem. 
Uh, I'm going to build, uh, you know, yeah, we're just going to throw another job. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I will tell you that uh, Dirk now has a mimic stuck to him. So anything you do is going to be, any attack you make at the Mimic is going to be, I'm going to just say at a disadvantage, because I can't remember the exact rule when two things are grappled and you're trying to hit one of them. But Hits me! I'm just going to say disadvantage. <laughs> Normally me. it's an advantage on the, gra uh, even the person getting um, grappled, right? I mean, doing the grappling. In this case, uh, the Mimic grappled. might be trying to push Dirk in front <laughs> while okay. while he uh the only thing that the attack. grappled condition does is reduce the grappled creature speed to zero yeah can't benefit from any speed bonus uh the grapple condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated mm -hmm. or if an effect removes the grappled creature or yeah if, if an effect removes the grappled creature from the reach of the grappler such as somebody hurled away by the Thunderwave spell. But nothing That's all about that grappled a, does. Nothing about attacking something that is nothing, currently grappled yeah. or grappling. Nothing about, yeah, nothing mm. about attacking the grappler or the grappled. Just that their speed becomes zero and it ends oh. if it ends. <laughs> okay. So what I would like I'm to good do with is that. actually cool. drop my javelin bundle, grab my spear, and uh, five, ten, fifteen... 20, 25, 30. Barrels there. Range. Oh, God, it's the naked man again. There's a <laughs> barrel, barrel there. You'd probably have to climb, try to find a way to climb up there in order for If I to take disadvantage out. on the attack, can I dive yeah. over the barrel? Love it. All right. <laughs> you gave me my disadvantage back. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is the first roll. And then the second, uh, a 13, 13 on the lower roll. Armor class of 12. Hey, that hey. hits. This is two-handed, but... <laughs> One damage as I dive over a barrel to finish it. Oh, and... my gosh. It looked a lot better than it turned out. I, sh I should have gone... <laughs> uh, I... I should have so, gone I mean, for the one-handed, but like I, yeah. I, I know what I'm seeing in my mind, and it's it's two hands. It makes sense. Um, uh, yeah. So the still naked. By the the way. one point of <laughs> damage that you did to it was one fifth of what it had remaining. So <laughs> unfortunately, um, so you have right, no strength. You have no strength bonus. No. Okay. I'm I'm not a melee fighter. I, I, I just wasn't sure because there's still a lot of times people have a plus one here or there, right? But um, okay. So then, Dirk, where'd it grab me? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know because I use two-handed weapons, so I need there's to know if I get dropped my hand next. Um, I did not say anything about you being uh, incapacitated, so you're just grappled. And uh, what was it? Eli said something about it. It just. Uh, you can't move your speed. You can't move yeah. fast. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, in order to get out of the grapple, you would have to I use your action to, to escape. I was just going to flavor it, see where it grabbed me in case I wanted to like pull out a different weapon. So, okay. Uh, well, if I don't have to worry about that, then I'll just uh, be like, oh, get 
off me and hit it with the uh, <laughs> the uh, battle axe that I've been holding. I was just saying it, it. It we could say it just grabbed you by putting the like the uh, pseudopod, the sticky pseudopod, in the center of your chest, and it's going to be like a wax job when you're done. It's just going to rip all the hair <laughs> off your chest, and it'd probably be really painful for a dwarf, unless of course you're like one of those hairless dwarves. Uh, hair missing now aside, <laughs> I knock it off six points of damage because it was a six roll of 14. Points. You said it was uh, thir- 12 to hit it? No. Uh, yeah, armor class is 12, yeah. So you got that. So, so you you defeated it. Uh, that's not the right button, Joe. That is, though. Bam, put the big red X on the mimic. I like to think I went to go flick it off, but it like slightly opened its mouth, so I just, just opened the rest it. of the lid. <laughs> All right, let me see. You can cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure I covered everything that's supposed to be in that room. Okay. I did. So you have now killed the mimic. Just squatting over the barrel, like squatting on top of the barrel. I want to like poke it with a spear bit. So does anybody know what this thing is? Other than our shape changer, obviously. <laughs> Were we supposed to take this to back to the bedroom, or what's going on? Ew. Uh, we just we just needed to let them know we killed it. Yep. Um, I don't know how they'll react to seeing a body. Um, it's like because they don't really barrel. know what it is. Really, it's Kinda not like, a barrel now. It's a it's a shape changing pseudopodic nasty thing with teeth. Yeah, I, I think it's an amorphous blob. I do not loot the body. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, there might well, be something in there. Poking it with my spear, do I feel like any hard bits? No. No. Um, let's just Ooh. say you have a passing knowledge of mimics and their digestive tract completely dissolves everything. There are no Ooh. remains of anything it consumes. It yep. don't even poop out bones. Wh- whoever this thing ate last is long gone. They don't even got something to bury or send home to mama. As long <laughs> as it was only the one, then we took care of the mission. That's a good point. They did say one. All right, we're good. Let's go get see what they got. So let's um, we're gonna take the map off just for now because we don't really need it to finish that part up. But we'll go back to where the gnome kings are. I will get dressed. <laughs> good idea. Good idea. Please, <laughs> I saw you twice. It's everybody's walking, and you're that one in the back of the line getting dressed on the way, like pulling your shirt <laughs> over your shoulder. And... I'm not even wearing my armor. I'm wait, wait up, still, guys! Like, wait up! My belt. Um, so you... <laughs> what, what did you do? I found your shape changer. <laughs> so I will tell you straight up that they will. Uh, you will have to persuade um, that you did kill the creature. Mm-hmm. So hmm. whoever wants to be the per- persuasive one, maybe you're having this chat on the way back uh, to the king's bedroom. Persuasion. I'd like to I back will. up whoever does it with the teeth marks that I got from it. I will give it a shot. We killed the shapeshifter. It ripped off my tattoo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just don't let me tattoo. talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you started talking in dwarf and they didn't understand a word you said. I'll step in to translate. All right, try it. Still persuasion. Okay. Uh, you, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's those two guards. Those, those two, two guards guys. ruined everything. 
Hey, it's yeah. the shape changer. I, I'm not. <laughs> yes. Shape changer. I, said, I said I wanted to show the the bite marks. Can I go and try to do a uh, on persuasion? Do it up. Uh, where is persuasion? I see performance. There it is. Right. Oh below. my god! And yeah. I'm not wearing my armor, so I would look so, different solid when 10. I met them. Solid ten. Good gosh. All right, Doc. Maybe you can convince them. Look, you guys. You just. You're not believable out there. Here we go. I don't believe it's dead. You're all lying. Yeah, we bring him the body. I just started screaming. Forget it. <laughs> Do you want the friggin' body? We can go get the body. Look, fine. Um, we can give you the end of the episode, but that's it. Yeah, totally. That's all we ever yeah. get at the end of these adventures. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It just shows up right at the end. <sighs> but Why I'm sure everybody have the end of the episode. It's like our own mimic. I'm sure <sighs> somebody can figure out a way to convince these uh, gnomes that you've killed the shapeshifter. Maybe by the time we do our next episode. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we're probably going to have some weeks off here and there through the end of the year as a holiday season rolls around here in the United States. So we may be a little sporadic for the rest of the year, but we'll get those episodes out. And we'll, for now, we will wrap this one up and we can all say, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye, hey, kitty, kitty. Naruto, say bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. That mimic was all a gnome. Oh. I like the cat, though. Thanks, Eli. <laughs>